The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey guys, Ralph Marlboro here. We need your support to keep Saints Happy Hour going this offseason. Please support the show by becoming a patron so we can continue to cover the Saints in the ridiculous fashion you've come to expect. If you support the show, you get access to the podcast ad-free. No ads ever. Plus, you get our world-famous booze bundle, four swag items, amazing. And you get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7. So please support Saints Happy Hour so we can keep this amazing community growing. Support the show at SaintsHappyHour.com today. This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints Happy Podcast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's it's painful. All right, everybody, welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. Thanks for joining us. We got a great show for you tonight. We are going to talk about the Saints news that you don't think was important this week, but actually is. We're going to talk about why the the rest of the NFC South still stinks and the Saints are still the king of the division. We're going to talk about is Julio the most hated current player by Saints fans in the NFC South. We're going to regrade the Saints 2019 draft. And we're going to talk about players for the Saints that are under long-term contracts that it is a huge, huge season for them. Thanks for joining us. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Find us on the YouTube. Subscribe. Give us five stars. If you don't give us five stars, don't give us any stars at all. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us. Andrew. You guys, you like my trophy? Yeah. Explain to the people. You're like a wannabe Pat Riley for 11-year-old boys basketball go ahead and glow yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and put this next to my pillow tonight i'm gonna be cuddling this trophy right here this little plastic thing uh it's actually a little heavier than it looks you got a little marble there and there it's so it's actually it's actually a little heavy but uh yeah you know uh my fifth grade aau team came through today it's really all it's all about me so i i just uh, appreciate the boys giving their best and making sure that their coach goes home with the trophy uh so kudos to them but no it was uh it's been a great weekend so that. let's go <laughs> i had thomas pl- cut uh audio from a, a coach's clinic where the guy giving the seminar is an absolute lunatic so if you hear new exciting sound that's uh thomas doing amazing work um i i I will say this real quick i mean you guys will appreciate this being parents but going to these aau tournaments is uh it's great fun and it's uh it's hilarious because you really see the worst side of people (laughs) you know when their kids are losing and usually it's us losing this is the first time we've won a tournament but uh you know, just hearing parents scream obscenities, uh, get mad about, like, demanding calls from the ref that are 
completely non-existent. Like it's 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 a comedy. It it, it really Solve like your problems with aggression. I I would recommend just going for the people watching, even if you don't have a kid that's in AAU, just for the comedy. It's well, it's pretty my, spectacular. Quick story about my kid. He plays t-ball and he's five, and he had two amazing hits this week where he hit it. Over my head when I was coaching second base because it's five year olds and you got to gather around the bases, and he and he and he hit it, and I heard him say, "I hit fucking bombs" as he's running to first, so he gets to second, and I say, "Max, <laughs> what did you say?" He said, "I hit fucking bombs." I said, "We don't use that word." He looked at me and he said, "Sorry, Dad, I hit fucking home runs." I was like. Jesus, I'm a terrible parent. <laughs> I am a terrible, terrible parent. Um, I, okay, so I got another kid story. We're, we're, so I'm driving my son's best friend, you know, and this guy, he must he was like probably seven back then. So it's like four years ago. So we're driving in the car, and, uh, you know, we, we were talking about, um, I can't remember what word we were talking about, but we were like, yeah. That's not a great thing to say. So l- let's not say that word. And the kid, my son's best friend, says, well, I know a word that's worse than that. I'm like, okay, what is it? He says, well, it starts with an F, but I don't think I should say it. And so I'm like, oh, Jesus, like, aren't we a little young for this? And I, I'm like, but I'm like, okay, let's, let's play this out. Like, really, buddy, like, what's, what's the F word? What, what is it? And he's like, well, I don't want to say it. And I'm like, okay what is it and he goes falcons <laughs> and i'm like oh yeah no that's that you're right we should never say that word that's horrible that, yeah. that's the worst thing i've ever heard go you're to right. your room is, son i was like that is the f word you're right that's what a profanity that's horrible never say it again <laughs> that is the worst joke i've ever heard <laughs> <laughs> all right so speaking of the Falcons, before we get to them, the Saints actually made news this week, important news. Thomas, fire up the breaking news siren because, Dave, we had major, major Saints news as regarded to the UDFA adopted son draft. The Saints cut Trill Williams, who was a potential pick that I was thinking of drafting. They caught him, and then he was gone, and then they're like, no, 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 he's back. But then he was gone again because the, the Dolphins claimed him. Um, and and so then, as you see in this tweet, then the Saints were like, all right, fine, bring Ken Crawley back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Same my. Difference. oh, my. Same difference. I mean, it, 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 it turned really dark. I was going to be excited about Trill Williams. He has the he had the meet-around play in college, and I was excited to maybe pick him. Then we go to that to Ken Crawley, a dude I've never heard of, was signed by the Saints. He retired to be a doctor because he got into med school. Um, but let's talk a little bit about Ken Crawley being back, Dave. Because that scared a lot of people. I got the I got the shakes a little bit. Hold on, I'm checking in right now. Billy Bando. I'm checking in right now. You keep talking, Ralph. (laughs) Billy Bando, is he back? Does he reactivate the Twitter? Is it like uh, is that is is Billy Bando like the cicadas, the little bugs that they they just they stay in hibernation, stay in hibernation, and then they come on back in like a, a, a fit of glory. And then die, and then you don't see him again. Is he? Uh, is Billy Bando is he, is like he a cicada? At, is he? Is he at Saints four one two three? Is that him? I don't know. 
He because he me and him have a difficult relationship. He blocks me and unblocks me, so it's hard for me to know. Mm. But oh, so he unblocks you too. That's yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, that's like a weird. Uh, it's weird because like he'll he'll yeah, block me and he like comes a, and goes. That was back yeah. when Ken, but I haven't heard from him in a while because Ken Crawley's been gone from the Saints, you know. Um, but Andrew, as far as Ken Crawley being back, it's May, and the Saints may or may not. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Not at a corner, but we talked about it on the Locker Room show Wednesday, which people should download the Locker Room app and join I, I us thought, I Wednesday thought you were going to say may or may not start King Crawl. No. <laughs> oh, God. Jesus. I, 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 thought that, I thought that's where that was going. <laughs> Jesus, God, no. But what I was going to say is, is as Thomas gets the the graphic of the of the gar, of the uh the garbage bin corners when do we start to worry about what will be the signs where you're like oh my god number 2 corner is a serious serious problem you know because this this list that Thomas created with this video Sherman looks tremendous we've talked about him signing him is great but the other guys on this list oh my god BW Webb looking very presidential and serious uh you got Josh Norman uh I mean this list is a sad list so when do we start to panic not because not because Obviously, when number two corner, Andrew, if it's bad during the year, we'll obviously panic because it'll be affecting games. But when do you start to get worried in August? When does your, when does your I don't know, spidey sense or your ears start to perk up and go, ooh, that is not a good sign? Well, today is May 23rd, and I am officially there. <laughs> so the time is now, Ralph. It's not tomorrow. It's not in August. It's not week one. It's now. All our eggs are in what? Patrick Robinson, PJ Williams, Paulson Adebo. Adubo? Adobo? Adubi? Yeah. It's Adebo. Adebo. But, uh, I'm getting there. I'll have it by seriously, October. Seriously, like, which one of the I – mean, Ken Crawley might be the best option for God's sake. And we just signed him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what what would make you feel good? Like what, like Patrick Robinson, right? He's the starter. Let's say tomorrow. That's 
that's not – see, the thing is a lot of people are like, well, maybe if he can stay healthy for several weeks until Adebo gets better, like, is healthy Patrick Robinson a, a good option at corner starting? <laughs> Dave, where's your level I, I'm, of concern? I'm, ner- I'm nervous now. I'm nervous now. That's the worst joke I've ever heard. <laughs> okay, first not, of all – It's not a joke though. Okay, well it that kind wasn't is. Even me. It kind yeah. is. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't actually the say Saints that. Saints cornerback depth is a joke. Yes. Um. Yeah, that is a joke. Now, before I even get into that, I gotta say I've been spending the last two minutes while Andrew's talking on Twitter, looking. I think. I think the Billy Bando account is gone. I think it's dead. Oh my god. Uh, what? I, I didn't see anything. If you can go on there and you can find it, but I, rest I, in peace, Billy Bando. I think that whole thing is done, which is a goddamn shame. I mean, he probably, to be on, I mean, to be fair, he probably never thought Ken Crawley was coming back again. Uh, so <laughs> that's true. Uh, what's the situation? Um, that interception yeah, uh, Ken Crawley had was pretty sweet, though. Against yeah, Carolina, we're, we're at, you know, we're at like 2006, 2007 level. You know, it's, it's definitely a major concern. It's the concern on whoa, defense. Whoa, now. whoa, 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 whoa. We, we do have Lattimore. It's not that bad. And Cha- bad. and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is the nickel guy, so it's not like... It, the Saints need a number two okay, corner, but it's, it's not... I mean, right. a, a, a I know, back then we needed, we needed a number one history. corner. Yeah. No, I hear you. Yeah, and, right, and back then we didn't even have a number one corner. So I, I guess you're right. Maybe I'm... Uh, uh, you know, maybe I'm I'm remembering it a little bit worse than it really was. I can't. S- maybe the trophy is, that your trophy is just like blinding me, and I can't uh, I can't think straight. Maybe that's what it is. Isn't it beautiful? Um, but uh, well, I guess so. Now I don't feel as bad as uh, as I did originally. To answer your question, Ralph, I had, when I first started answering this question, I was very nervous about it. Uh, but now I'm Andrew nervous. has kind I mean... of kind of talked me off the ledge a little bit. Um, because he's right. It's not. It's not like we have nobody. It's not like we our defense is terrible. I think. I mean, this... I think that's. I think that's a good thing. I, I. I feel like. I feel like our. I feel like our threshold for what's a good defense and what's a bad defense. I feel like our threshold for that has increased a little bit, and or, and we've got a little bit of a higher. Uh, uh, expectance, um, you know, for a defense. Like I feel like I feel like if the Saints came out next year with the defense that they had in 2007, 2008, uh, I think I think it would be a lot worse than what we're going to end up seeing this year. Um, and I think we would be like, oh my god, this is. I, wow. think, I, I think I think we've forgotten how terrible. I it think really was this is now. Mickey Loomis's Andrew. This is Mickey Loomis's master plan for us to throw a goddamn parade when they sign Richard Sherman. He's just laying the groundwork. We're getting more and more desperate, more and more excited, and they're going to sign forty-five-year-old Richard Sherman, and we are going to be pumped. That is my theory. In, until it's a Champ Bailey situation and he gets a cut <laughs> uh, before oh, the first week of the season. Right. And we're then Dan Morgan we're situation. To, and then we're back to being worried about corner again. Or there's a Dan Morgan situation. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say right now. Or a now, second I, Dan Morgan situation. If you could tell me right now that there's a first or second year player that would just be gangbusters, ridiculous, and awesome – 
I would say that Adam Troutman is probably number one on my list. And number two is Paul Sinadibo. Yeah. As far, oh, as far as like a wish yeah, list, if you, could, if you could just like lay hands player. on them no, and make I, them no, good. No, I, I just mean a first or second year player, like yeah. a like a young player on the Saints that has right. not has not like made it yet. Wait, wait, wait! It, you 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 didn't include your UDFA son Keith Washington in that list. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Well, he's he's just as liable to start as any of these dudes, right? Yeah. If there was a third year player that was ready to break out, it would definitely be. Little Jordan Humphrey. Are I we mean, in year I, three? Are we in year four? I don't even year, know. Year, even... Year, year three. I'm okay. not worried. I'm if not. If there was a fifth year, if there was a if there was a a fifth year player, fourth year player, it would be Marcus yeah. Davenport. There you go. Eric Burrell is back, so maybe he'll be the starter. <laughs> and number two. Corner. Oh my God. Yeah. No, they waived him. That's right. No, he's resigned. He can't. No, yeah, that's right. They waived him. Bring him back. He's. I mean, uh, Ken Crowley. I mean, like, I don't know, Ken Crowley. Is he? Does he not get at least a little bit? I mean, like, what was it? Was it 2017? Was it Marshawn Lattimore's rookie season? Yeah, where Ken Crawley played number two. He was on he the was other side. Good. Huh? He yeah. played pretty good. What are you talking about? Was, that was like the first season where we were like, "Holy shit! Okay, we finally have a good secondary." Yeah, like Ken Crawley, like people, like we we shit all over him, but like. We'll always have 2017, people, and Ken Crawley was a big part of that. People, I think. Ken Crawley that was like a was, big surprise. People, Ken Crawley had surprise. like five games where Saints fans were convinced he was like a top five number two. Dude, player. they had the, that off season where he like shut. They had that year before where he like shut Julio down one game, and people were like, "He shut Julio down." Well, look at the PFF ratings. Ken Legend. Crawley can be good, and I had to eat it in 2017 because he was good. Um, that was the greatest day of Billy Bando's life. But here's the here's the thing <laughs> with Ken Crawley, which I think people, you know, they were talking about the best UDFA signings of the Sean Payton era. And, of course, Pierre Thomas was up there. But I was like, Ken Crawley is an A-plus UDFA signing. And people, you act like I said something super controversial. They were like, Ken Crawley's terrible. How can you say he's an A-plus UDFA? I'm like, he's a UDFA, and he gave you one good year as a starting corner. Like, yeah. that is an A-plus UDFA signing. Like, Pierre Thomas is, like, Hall of Fame level. But, like, uh, Ken Crawley, um, Tim Lolito, um, there's, you know, I'm, I'm trying to Junior Gallet. Yeah, like, Junior Gallet, like, those are all good <laughs> signings. Yeah, Junior Gallet, well, Junior Gallet's a little dicey. He did, he, <laughs> he did detonate the Saints cap. Let's uh, slow down a little bit there. We are on the Locker Room app every Wednesday night at 9 o'clock talking Saints, talking NFL, talking draft. It's amazing. You can interact with us, goof it to us. You can make fun of me, pronounce, mispronounce names. You can ask serious draft questions about Andrew. We're having a blast talking Saints live. All you have to do is go download the Locker Room app for free in the iOS app store. Create a profile, link to your Twitter, and then join the NFL group. Follow me at Saints Happy Hour to be notified when the room goes live. We'll be going live every Wednesday at around 9 o'clock to talk Saints, to talk draft, and basically to make fun of me mispronouncing names. So do it. Download the Locker Room app today and then join us live every Wednesday at 9 o'clock. Sports. 
culture. Takes. Take Line has it all. Take Line is a weekly podcast hosted by Emmy winner Jason Concepcion and former WNBA champ Renee Montgomery. That's a fast-paced exploration of the NBA and the world of sports and culture. Each week, Jason and Renee talk about the games, players, controversies, and issues that run both on and off the court. Follow Nail to hear Take Line every Tuesday wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of Julio Jones, Dave, um, the Falcons are thinking of trading him. And it kind of like they are going to trade him because like once you leak it out to like the uh, Falcons columnist for the athletic and like he's got a whole Orlando led better. Yeah. Like once you leak that out, like it's done. It's a done deal. But yeah, was, you don't you don't say we're thinking of trading this guy unless it's a uh, he's played his last game as a Falcon. I well. Think. To my There's point no there, way he's playing again in that uniform. To my point there, Dave, I'm getting sick and tired of all these talking heads talking about Tampa's bringing everybody back, Carolina's better, Atlanta's got Matt Ryan and Kyle Pitts, and their offense is going to be good. Like the Saints, still are the best team in the NFC South. And I'm tired of this bullshit talking heads, people. The Saints are still, in my mind, the favorite. Tampa, yeah, they won the Super Bowl, but they got to play two two games against a team without a quarterback, and they got to play a third game in the Super Bowl with a team that had no offensive line. Tampa is not going to be significantly better, even though they brought everybody back. I'm tired of this. The NFC South is suddenly Tampa's division to lose. I'm sick of it. Am I just being a total homer? Or do uh, I have no, a point? No, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, how many division championships have we won in a row now? Three, four? Four. We're up to four in a row. Okay, I mean, think, you know. Going just, for just, five. Yeah, we're going for five in a row in 2021. Thumb. I mean, just just remember when this division. Just remember when there was never a consecutive division. Remember, there was like just a ten a, year. Just ask Tom Brady how many divisions in a row. He's telling you right here. <laughs> there was a, remember there was a ten year. There was like a ten year period where nobody ever repeated as a division winner. Where everybody it That's was right. it was Tampa, and then it was Carolina, then it was the Saints, and it was the Falcons, and it was the right. Saints, and it was the Panthers, and blah blah blah. I mean, nobody has ever dominate since the inception of the nfc south no team has won four in a row and been this dominant over this stretch since the nfc south has started uh and i haven't i don't have the stats in front of me but i would assume since we've won the last four in a row plus a couple others before that i would assume that we've won more division championships than any of the other teams in the nfc south since the nfc south has started um, that's, that's that's correct. Uh, the most the team with the most NFC South titles is the Saints with seven. Right, right. That's number what I number two is Carolina with five. Okay, I mean it's it's not it's not like it's not close, but I, I, in recent as far as recent history is concerned, again going back to the four straight division titles, uh, and I know the Saints unfortunately have not really ever turned that into any kind of success. Uh, you know, moving forward in a Super Bowl or whatever, but uh, as far as the, the NFC South is concerned, yeah, but that's yeah, the the the, the 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 Buccaneers can go take a fucking flying leap. Well, because, yeah, here, uh, here's here's what's really interesting: they're the probably Bucks, not going to win the NFC South. The the, <laughs> the Bucks are actually dead last out of the four teams with three division titles. That's wow. the worst, of course. of course. And yet, and yet, they have two Super Bowls. The Saints have one. 
and the other two have none. I feel like Tampa go, go figure. is going to be exactly like 2003 Tampa Bay, where they won the Super Bowl in 2002 with John Gruden. In 2003, like everything fell a fucking part. And I'm just – the thing is, Andrew, I'm just annoyed with all these articles. Like I saw a giant article on ESPN. It was like – 10,000 words. It was all the quarterbacks in new places. And it was like they broke down Stafford and Fitzpatrick and all of them. And I know Jameis was with the Saints last year, but he didn't play. And I just feel like the Saints are getting the short end of the stick in the NFC South. Like, why? Like, why is Tampa suddenly the odds on favorite? They. They're, they're, it, they had the best injury luck. They're going to regress injury-wise. I don't care that they brought everybody back. And the thing is, like, one of these years, Tom Brady, he's not going to play until he's 50. Like, one of these years, the wheels are going to fucking come off, right? And even if they don't, like, the Saints house them twice. So I'm just, I'm just, I don't know. I'm getting emotional. It's offseason. Maybe I'm just overthinking it but I'm just tired of it like the Saints until you knock off the king they're still the king of this division well I just find it interesting that we're going to talk about the most disliked uh Saints or anti-Saint you know MC South player not on the Saints and uh you know Julio Jones is a guy we talked about and I know that look I hate Alabama Julio Jones went to Alabama, and now he's a Falcon. So that's, like, doubly horrible. So him and Calvin Ridley, as far yeah. as I'm concerned, you know, they're the anti Antichrist. Uh, what's interesting is that while I dislike Alabama and I dislike the Falcons, I still feel like I should hate Julio more than I actually do. Like, I don't yeah. like him, don't get me wrong, but, like, I feel like I should have this disdain that puts him at the top of the list. But... Tom Brady has vaulted himself <laughs> front of the line. Yeah, like somehow, like he came into the division. It's only been a year, and I fucking hate him. He's he has surpassed Matt Ryan. He surpassed Cam Newton. Like I dis- despise Tom Brady, and I I don't know that I ever liked him, but it's on steroids. I hate. Like for me, that is the most disliked player. In I life. hate Tom Brady more than I ever hated Cam. I mean, Cam won a bunch, and he was frustrating. But like, I like had this weird thing, Dave, where I enjoyed hating Cam Newton because of the way he dressed, his post game. Like, it was fun. Like Tom Brady, I just want to punch him in the balls. Like, I fucking hate that guy so much. And yeah, Fre- Fredo makes a good point. Like, we hated Roddy White more than we ever hated Julio. Oh my god, hundred percent. Yeah. But so the they, thing, like, Julio is, like, Julio, you know, he's he's kind of like, you know, a Marcus Colston, I mean, in, in a way. I he mean, like, is. he doesn't ever, oh, he doesn't oh, ever. Oh, ease up, buddy. No, he but, doesn't I, ever, but he doesn't you, ever call Can you name trouble. one interesting thing guy. Julio Jones has ever said, yeah. Andrew? Yeah. He's not, he's not an outspoken guy. He, I mean, like. You know, I, I you can't compare him to Colston because Colston deserved to go to a Pro Bowl, and I'm sure Julio has gone to quite a few Pro Bowls in his career. Um, but he's but he hasn't gone to a Pro Bowl because he's been the loudest mouth, or you know, because uh, you know he's been a very, as far as I know, Julio has been a very humble, just here to do my job, do the work kind of guy, and so that's why I've never really been able to hate Julio Jones as much as you know. 
as much damage as so, he's done to the Saints on the field. Uh, I've, I've never hated him as much. The as, interesting let's thing. Not, uh, Cam, let's uh, not, let's not forget that Jairus Bird turned him into the Julio copter. <laughs> fumble. <laughs> and Jairus Bird has never done anything remotely good on the field for the Saints except for that. Jairus uh, Bird was with the was Saints beautiful. in 2017? It was beautiful. God, I can't remember that. But yeah, you see, did you guys know this? That uh, one one ounce is exactly twenty eight point three grams. I didn't. I've always just known it as twenty eight grams. I've, uh, well, it's actually twenty eight point three. In my twenty eight three. The interesting thing about Julio is, yeah, twenty eight to three sort of burned the whole Falcon organization to the ground, but. Within 28 to 3, like Julio made a ridiculous catch in that Super Bowl that should have locked up that win. And except the next play, Matt Ryan, I think, took the sack. He, he got the sack fumble and it knocked him out of field goal range. So, like, that's Julio, a shame. So, like, Julio. Yeah, you, you hate to see it. You hate to see it. But, uh, yeah, Julio should be a lot more hated. But I can't, like, I don't know. I just don't have, like, I have way more memories of, like, Greg Olson, even Joey Galloway, like Julio, I don't remember any like specific moments where he just ripped the Saints' heart out, and you were like, God, "Well, it's, it's hard to hate a guy when you keep kicking his ass." Or even uh, <laughs> what's the space? Who was there? Who was the Panthers linebacker? He just retired. Uh, Luke Keekly, yeah, Luke, Luke Keekly. Keekly, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could easily hate him. I mean, not not personally. He was a nice guy off the field. But just he, he was um, fun. He was fun to trip. You sweet. can't hate oh, Mike. Yeah. You can't hate Lattimore's son, Mike Evans. Um, you to shoot your dick off. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that what it is, Thomas? Now every time we mention Lattimore, you're gonna play yeah. that. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's like that's the new Anzalone Mario music. Uh, that's why you're the best, Thomas. Uh, so I don't know. Like, is like I feel like other fans in the NFC South, there isn't a Saints player they hate. They just hate Sean Payton. Like Sean Payton is yes. the gold standard for hating. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, like and, and I, I I drank every one of those tears. By the way, <laughs> um, so I'm they still fe- I'm still feeling great about the Saints running the NFC South. Uh, and part of that, Andrew. Or, or part of that, Dave, is you, you know, think you think you think people hate Sean Payton now. You think all these fans out there, especially NFC South fans, hate Sean Payton. Imagine what he's going to be like when he's winning the division without Drew Brees. Oh my imagine God! The it ego, is going to imagine the brass that just imagine how emboldened he's going to feel when. I could still, I still run this shit. I still own this division, and I don't even need a Hall of Fame quarterback to do I, it. He I, is gonna stunt all over everyone. And if you think he's hated now, it's gonna be ten times worse. It, I'm here for it. I cannot wait. Dave, I'm that's a great point. Stunner. That's a great point, by Andrew. And I can't what, remember what, this. What? The, the Saints podcast I was listening to, I think it might have been Nick Underhill and Mike Triplett were talking about it. But they, were, one of them, I think, was talking about how, you know, the last couple of years, Sean Payton has kind of been subdued, even when the Saints have been winning, because, you know, they won with Bridgewater and they won with Breeze and it wasn't like stylistic. But I, one of them mentioned, I think they were like, if he wins with Jameis, we're going to get back to... It was Triplett because he, he's been around with the Saints so long. He's going to like... 
if if they win with Jameis, it's going to be like 2009, 2010, 2011, where where Peyton just swaggers into those post-game press. He's going to be like Vince McMahon, that wrestling gift where Vince McMahon's ro- walking into the ring. He's going to do – he might do press conferences after wins with Jameis, Dave, where he's smoking a cigarette and drinking a bourbon. Like, it will be amazing. Hell Yeah. <laughs> I think there's some truth to that. I, I definitely think uh, if he starts winning games with uh, Jameis or Taysom or Jason, uh, <laughs> I absolutely think you're right. I think he's going to definitely swagger. A little bit of that swagger is going to come back. He's going to be feeling feeling good, feeling young again. Who he's going to be? He's going to be taking, going to be ripping shirts shirt off and playing the bongos, baby. He's going to show up at a press conference. He's going to have one of those old school tape recorders, and he's just going to hit play. He's going to hit the play button. And it's going to be a clip from this podcast right here. And it's going to be right after Paulson Adebo gets a pick six <laughs> against Matt Ryan. And, and it you know, returns it for a touchdown for the Saints to go 6-0 and or whatever. And he's just going to play this clip about the Saints not having a number two corner. And he's just going to play that. And he's going to hit stop. He's not going to say a word. So you pick up the tape recorder and he's going to leave the press conference. If the Saints he's going to be like Marshawn Lattimore, he's going to be like, "I'm just here so I don't get fined." Next question. <laughs> you, you I'm just here so I don't get fined. I, Dave, I think not Marshawn, Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. Yes, sorry. There you go, Dave. If the Saints <laughs> beat Tampa Bay on Halloween and make it, since they have a bye, I think that would make them six and one. Let's say they beat Tampa Bay on Halloween afternoon and they go to six and one and Sean Payton in the post game press conference eats the W with Jameis. <laughs> would that break yes. the internet? Would that break NFL Twitter? That would break that would break the local like Cox locally would be <laughs> okay. overwhelmed. They would Here's, be overwhelmed. I always for want sure. Cox. I can I can I can one up <laughs> this for you. I can one up this for you. He eats the W with one bite. And then he raises. No, he like puts. He puts hand. like hot sauce on it. He puts like Tabasco yeah. sauce on and it. And then he raises his other hand, <laughs> and there's crab legs. And then he bites into that. Oh my god! <laughs> just that would just be chef's kiss. I mean, any 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 combination therein would be uh, would be supreme. <laughs> would be amazing. He'll he'll do something. But we gotta win. Look, we gotta win first. You know, like yeah. I, I'm sure he. I'm sure Peyton thinks about this kind of stuff, but then I'm sure he comes back down to earth and he says, "Look, we gotta, yeah. no, we gotta actually win, because because otherwise, you know, you're gonna look stupid." So if, when the Saints beat the the Bucks, it's coming. He's gonna eat the if, W on air, and then he's gonna bite into the Bucks. Like I mean, are, have the Bucks reached the reached the same level as like the Falcons now, where it's like you know, same thing as like LSU, Alabama. Like no, LSU fans don't give a shit if they go. 0 oh, and nine or 0 oh and ten, as long as they beat Alabama, no, or you no. know, Saints. Saints are like, we don't give a shit whether we go. You know, no, uh, we still got it because oh, the two, thing two is, and, Tampa's two and fifteen. We just need to beat the Falcons twice. No, so Tampa's like, got a like ring, and, and so Tampa, they can hold the ring over Saints fans. But if the Saints could win, a, say the Saints could win a second division title in a row over Tom Brady and sweep him again. We can hold that over them. So I think the Saints, for it to be really enjoyable, they've got to win. But here's my question, and I want both of you to answer it, but I'll start with you, Andrew. If the Saints, one of the reasons why I'm all in and excited about Jameis is 
if the Saints win with Jameis and they go 11 and 6, 12 and 5, whatever it is, it you know, it can't be as fun obviously as 2009 cuz that ended with a Lombardi. But if they go 12 and 5 and like Jameis is like a serious MVP candidate, I think it will be a top 3 most fun Sean Payton season. Like it will be so much fun because the Saints will be stunting over everybody. We will be having fun on Twitter laughing at everybody as Jameis as Sean Payton has turned Jameis around. Like it will be amazing. I think it'll be a top three all time fun regular season if they get this fifth straight with Jameis. So is there a question? Is, no, in there do you disagree? No, just, no question. No the, question. That's just the statement. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh no, no, I agree. I agree. I, I, again, like, I think it's just been so established. The Saints are so uh, established as a franchise now and as a team, and it's it's always been about Drew Brees. And so, I, I almost think, in some ways, this is a legacy builder for Sean Payton because this is his first opportunity. Now, he, the last two years, he's been able to 100%. flex his coaching mus- muscles in a way because he's been able to go. 5 and 0 with Teddy Bridgewater, 3 and 1 with Taysom Hill. So he's been able to win without Drew. And that's been legacy builders in, in its own way, but like Drew is officially gone now. And and if they win another division title, then it's kind of like maybe I'm just a great coach, you know. Yeah. And that, that the narrative starts to change where uh I I think that cements his Hall of Fame status. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it, it would be great fun and I think the level of excitement, like I think he would double down on the antics because he would feel <laughs> invincible. <laughs> like yeah, the 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 uh, the worry about your meat, the it would just be it would just be amazing. Um, so yeah. Dave, I know you. We we don't want to talk about Raz and all that stuff because that gets your it gets your gander up or whatever the fuck that whatever the fuck we it is, but. I do are want to bring doing, up a point. Are we doing the drinking uh, test where we're, we're, we're going to drink and then we're going to do the drills and we're going to Yeah, people, people we were really overly excited to see me do the Raz drills. They're like, I want I, to I see am. that. Maybe we, I want to see Ralph's cone time. Maybe we'll do that if we if if Andrew from uh, Sports Drink Media if he can if we can if we can get the live show locked down for the fall. Maybe we could do it where like during the live broadcast we could set up a couple of the of the drills and we could do it during the live show for people. Um, but Dave, <laughs> speaking of that, the interesting thing was PFF did a thing where they reevaluated the 2019 draft and the thing that they did that was interesting to me was they admitted where they overgraded people where they were like um they're like oh we gave this team above average and they ended up below average or average they admitted that they were totally freaking wrong about the 2019 saints draft because they were like you know, they didn't have a bunch of picks and we thought they overdrafted Eric McCoy and they overdrafted Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and both of those were home, basically home run 
draft picks in the second and fourth round um, is 2019. Right. I mean, basically, those 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 two draft picks were really the only only thing to really come out of that draft. All the other picks. Caden Ellis is still on the team. Man. He's still hanging oh, around. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, he's yeah, real difference maker. We're, but here's the thing. Really, that, we've been really yeah. talking him up this offseason. Really, he, really chatting he, him up. He had a special teams tackle, uh, I think. Oh, no. my point. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Damn. So, anyway, my, my, point, my point stands uh, stronger now than it did two seconds ago. Uh, that, you know, Eric McCoy and, and CJG are really the only two good things to come out of the draft. What they were saying is basically uh, – that at the time they didn't think that those guys should have even been drafted when they were drafted. They, you know, I guess they thought Eric McCoy should have been a, maybe a round three pick and not a round two pick, and CJG maybe should have been a round five pick and not K- a round four. Kaden Ellis had five tackles last year. Wow, here's the th- what a different maker. But here's the what thing, a Dave. Maker. Like, but, okay, wait. So here's what I want to say. So what what I'm hoping for, since I was so negative this year about the draft this year, uh, about the reach for. Peyton Turner. Um, so I guess this is exhibit A uh, for, you know, the Saints not giving a shit about what the ratings are and what the national media says uh, about a draft pick and just picking that guy anyway, regardless of the round or regardless of the position and, and it working out. Okay. So this, this would be for the people that are against me and, and want to shit on me, uh, for my Everybody hot takes to after the draft you, this year. Right. This would be exhibit a, unfortunately, this might be your only exhibit. So make sure you really, you know, really juice it as much as you can get as much juice out of that as you can. Cause that might be your only only uh, evidence, but uh, but it is evidence nonetheless. It would be an it would be. Uh, well, well, the book isn't closed on uh, Saquon Hampton. He's with the Jets, yeah, and Elise right, Elise right. Mack is on the Lions. So you yeah, know okay. they right. they could still maybe. But here, but here's the thing, Andrew. I I just look at a draft. I look at Lions. Who did the you Lions. pick? Everybody goes to the Lions to get great. <laughs> but but I mean, there was no first round pick, Dave. So like, when you look I understand, at the, and that's why. Right. Their I first think two that's picks are a second and a fourth. And we traded up. The, yeah. If their picks were a second and a fourth, then those are the two players they got. That, that's pretty remarkable. I mean – I Correct. That's correct. And and that's what this publication – I don't know who it was. PFF. It was. But here's the thing that to PFF, me and is – Correct. Is all I care about is what did you do in the first four rounds? Like anything after the fourth round, right. that's Blind just a scratch off. So to me, they they had traded away their first. They traded up in the second and got an extra fourth, which they didn't have. And with those two picks that they traded up to got to get, they hit home runs. So like to me, the 2019 draft for the Saints is an A plus. Like I I I mean, I don't. Am I wrong just not to give a shit about any pick that's after the fourth round, Andrew? Uh, Marcus Colson thinks so. Oh my God! I mean, you want us? You want you you you, you, you won five million dollars on the scratch off. Congratulations! Like, <laughs> I no, mean, I, yeah. Usually, usually after the fourth, you're correct. But I, the Saints, you know, since 2006, there's been some examples of post fourth round picks that have worked out pretty nice. Yeah, Carl Carl Nix, Zach Streif. 
You work hard and play hard, so treat yourself and stock up for summer barbecues with Kansas City Steak Company. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. For classic steak cuts to USDA Prime to American-style Kobe, hard-to-find specialty cuts, and more, Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. They make it so easy. Each order from Kansas City Steaks is flash frozen and delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Imagine relaxing in the backyard with your family while enjoying steakhouse quality meals from Kansas City Steaks. Try their butter tender filet mignon, Kansas City strips, juicy steak burgers, all beef jumbo hot dogs, and even complete meal combos. Bring the steakhouse to your house this summer with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with the code SD at checkout. That's KansasCitySteaks.com code SD. KansasCitySteaks.com code SD. This week has tons of sports action as the MLB, NBA, and NHL are all in full swing. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sports news. Sign up for bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. As we're talking about the draft, Dave, um, one thing that I think that is really interesting with the 2019, uh, the 2021 Saints is, you know, we talk about guys that are under pressure and that sort of thing, right? Um, and we talk about Jameis and, and Ramchak and Lattimore and if the Saints should pay them and Marcus Williams, what are they going to do? Are they going to extend them? Are they going to franchise them, trade them, whatever? But I think we don't focus enough about guys that are on either long-term deals or have multiple years left on their contract with the Saints, where it is sort of a make or break or at least a very, very high pressure season. And I'm thinking of like Andres Pete. I'm thinking of Marcus Davenport, even though they picked up the option. Cam Jordan, he had a really bad year in 2020 by his standards. So which one of the guys that have the Saints have made a long-term commitment to better step it up in 2021, or they might not be on the team in 2022? Yeah, I saw you... uh... I saw this included in the rundown, and I saw the players you included. You know, like you said, Cam Jordan, Marcus Davenport, Andrus Pete, uh, and and I think one name stands out above all, and it's Marcus Davenport. I mean, you know, Cam Jordan pressure. Uh, look, Cam Jordan's had a career. Uh, if 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 he if this is the end of the line for Cam Jordan, he's had a good career, and uh, you know, we'll we'll always love him, and we'll still love him. Uh, Andrews Pete, you know, I mean, he's already gotten paid. Uh, I, I think we were all surprised that he's already been paid. So it's not a question of uh, him getting paid even more. Uh, it's 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 Marcus Davenport. It's, I mean, you know, he's 
this is it. He's got. He, they picked up his fifth year option. He's going into his fourth year. He's they tr- they tr- traded first round picks to get him. He's got to. He's he he has not lived up to the expectations yet. Uh, that's that's pressure. There's there's that's the absolute Here, definition of pressure. Here's my question, Andrew. I know they picked up his fifth year option, but. It's only nine. He doesn't feel the pressure. I don't know what the hell's wrong with him. Not that they could. Not that they would cut him. But like, I think they could easily, because they may or may you know, depending on the salary cap and the TV money, they may have serious cap issues next year. What sort of the, I don't know what you would call it, like the Mendoza line or whatever for Marcus Davenport, where. Where does he have to? What level does he have to perform at? You think for the Saints to be like. Yeah, we're going to pay him $9.5 million. Or, you know what? He did not perform good enough. We're trading him to the Texans for a six-round pick. We're trading him to Cleveland for a conditional seventh or Indianapolis, whatever, where they just like, we're going to clean we're going to clean that $10 million right off our books and do something else with it. What's the line where he has to perform to where he'll be on the Saints in 2022? I think the over-under is six sacks. And if he has it more than that, then obviously if he has double digits, then it's a productive season. If it's less than that, but over six, it's like, yeah, he remains a disappointment, probably a bust of a pick, especially when you consider giving up two firsts. But uh, he's at least serviceable. Under six sacks, I think it's like shipping for parts, you know? <laughs> um, so, and I agree with Dave. I, I think that's the right answer. I, I think, uh, Davenport is absolutely the guy that needs to step up this year, and it's put put up or shut up time. Uh, but you know, I don't I don't he, think any I don't think there's any player on this team whose seat is hotter than I his. Agree. I can't think I, of anybody whose seat is hotter than Marcus Davenport. I'll throw out another name, and this is I I still agree with Dave. I, I think Davenport's the guy. Uh, it's early in his career, but to Dave's point about the Saints not being as good at drafting as we think they are. I think the Saints draft capital, their draft um, acumen takes a hit if Cesar Ruiz doesn't have a great year this year. So I, I think Cesar Ruiz is on the hot hot spot, hot seat a little bit because he had such a bad rookie season. And I, I think he'll be fine. Like, I think he's going to be good this year. I think everyone kind of expects that he's going to turn it on and, and be solid this year. But if he's not, and if you know, James Hurst all of a sudden is starting for him like Nick Easton was, and he's kind of still having trouble cracking the starting lineup. Then I think that's a guy where not only is it a disappointment inside the building to fans, whatever, but it's also like their drafting ability takes a hit. No, I, I think that's a great, I think that's a great, that's a great choice. I, I just, the thing is, I wanted to bring up this question because I, I feel like we are so Jameis centric, Dave, and these free, and the, and the guys that are, you know, they have to resign. You know, we know that like Ramchek, he has a great year, he gets paid. Um, Actually, I mean, Jameis is a great one, though, right? I mean, it's him and Taysom both, it's put up or shut up time. Well, like, that's a good question. For, Dave, for both of those guys, their their chances at being a starting quarterback in the league are done if they're not awesome this year. For both, let here's an interesting question. Dave. Yeah, and I mean, and I think the Saints are financially, contractually, I think they're kind of well positioned to be able to pivot 
in a totally different direction, I guess, if they had to. You know, Jameis is on a one-year deal. Taysom's deal is fake money. Uh, and obviously, quarterback is always your biggest investment. So, you know, if you pivot away from both of them... Uh, could, could be the Ian Book. Oh, book of Ian. I mean, you could, do, you could do that, but you could do a lot of things. But I mean, just financially, I think after this year, they could definitely... I think they've set themselves up where they could... They could easily pivot and easily move some guys and free up some money, and 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 they're not not necessarily be tied to here to a lot of these guys. Here's a question, Dave. Let's assume Jameis is really good, and the Saints are a 12 or 13 winning, 12 or 13. Game it's very optimistic. It's I very want to optimistic. be optimistic. God damn it! It's May. Oh, May is saying, for dreams. Very that is very optimistic. So here's I'm my question, the, though. Let's I'm say Jameis nine to ten wins at most for me. Jameis locks down quarterback, and he's amazing. And the Saints are winning. They get a fifth straight division title. So Jameis, um, so Taysom is in his, you know, hybrid role of H back, playing a little wildcat, doing his thing. How good does he have to be for the Saints to want to keep him and pay him a reasonable amount in 2022? Right, as as not a quarterback. As not a quarterback. As, as your Tim Tebow. I think the Saints tight, can move on. I think if, if Jameis was good to where it became clear that he's the guy of the future and they were going to commit to him financially – then I think along with that comes the decision of we're moving on from Taysom Hill. Taysom. I think I think the Saints I think the Saints say, Hey, look, we know who our quarterback is now. We have Jameis. Uh we're not gonna sign you as a quarterback. We're not gonna pay you quarterback money. We're gonna pay you tight end. I won't even say wide receiver because they don't like to pay wide receiver money. They much prefer to play tight end money uh so hey <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna pay you tight end money uh and it's this much and you know and then maybe you know maybe you've got an issue there and you've got some back and forth between the team and well that's the, then, then the question becomes like could he go somewhere else and another team would be like hey that's the thing Taysom, come here and, you know, come. We, we The Raiders are like, hey, we're getting rid of David Carr. Come here and, and you can compete for the job. Or, you know, I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think of a team, Andrew, without a qu- that would have a quarterback, you know, a quarterback issue. You know, hey, it's Tampa. Hey, Tom Brady died because Cam Jordan killed him. Uh, we got a quarterback. Come, well, Taysom, that's come, happening. Here. come here and compete for the job. Yeah. No, I, I could see a team say, we'll give you a one-year $7 million deal, and you know Ryan Fitzpatrick is our other quarterback. Maybe it's Washington football team, right? And they're mm-hmm. just like, come in, you can compete for a starting job. If you don't get it, you don't get it. And uh, But in that scenario, like I, I firmly believe he's never making anything close to the money he's making with the Saints mm-hmm. this year ever again. No, I hear you. So, um, Thomas, t- put the put the pie graphic up. We didn't have any pay- anybody sign up for the uh, become a patron this week. Add to the total. So we are still th- we are still fifty six patron signups away from me taking a pie Nick, Ralph, in the face, the- courtesy of. My wife. So 
people get to sign up. You listen to this podcast for free. Sign up so we can get to 350 so I can get a pie in the face. need 57 more. Yeah, That's and a raspberry a, pie, right? Here's the thing. Yes. If, if we get to 350 and we do – and if we get to 350 and we have a live show in the fall – We'll save it. I won't do it on video. We'll have Dave or Andrew or Kevin or maybe a lucky patron. They can give me the raspberry pie in the face at the live show. So sign up and support the show and um, and help us out. Um, here's another thing. It's be a ras- raspberry bukkake. <laughs> here's, here's another thing. Thomas has been working on the Drew Brees bad decision bracket, but Thomas, we might have a late entry into this Uh-oh. worst Drew's Uh-oh. worst decision bracket. I don't know if everybody saw this. Thomas brought this to my attention. Drew Brees is advertising some sort of fucking sleeve that you can wear. Uh, it's oh like God. the Brett Favre. Oh, is this the Brett Favre sleeve? Yeah. It's like the Brett oh Favre God. gold the secret sleeve or some shit where you yeah, wear copper, it. He's copper he's, compression. You know, it looks it looks like a it looks like a dress sock. You know. Yeah. Notice with the throw, from... they didn't show not... the entire throw of Breeze because his arm is dead. Right. I'm not gonna lie. I wear that sleeve sometimes. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Oh, I've been doing it for years. When I have a uh, tennis elbow, which has happened over the years, I'll throw a little compression we, sleeve on there. We might need a play in game, Andrew. We set up the bracket, but we might need to have a play in game with the sleeve. Nah, the, the compression sleeves are legit, man. All the NBA players are wearing compression stuff. I mean, that's, that's kind of. Is there nothing know, the know, man will not endorse for money? I, yeah, but I, you're, you guys are acting like the compression sleeve is like something new. That, Voodoo. I mean, the, it's like all NBA players wear it. It's you true. know, tennis players wear it when they have mm, tennis elbow. What it is this copper? What does the copper do? It's supposed know. to be like. Uh, what do you mean supposed to be? <laughs> well, it's like copper fibers, and and you know the thread is supposed to. Uh, what do you mean down. supposed to? It's supposed to calm down inflammation. What do you mean supposed to? I don't Andrew, know. how much do they pay you? <laughs> uh, nothing. Confess. <laughs> so, and by the way, Thomas also thought of a great idea. Um, before we get to the uh, question segment, Thomas thought of a great idea. Patrons. If you want to send us videos or pictures of when you get your booze bundle and your Saints trading card, I know we just sent one out. Uh, somebody was really excited. They got Morton Anderson. Somebody was mad because they got Bobby Bear. Uh, send us pictures of like your booze bundle or you listening to the to the podcast at a wedding or something and funny, and we'll put it on the show. So it'll be like a patron spotlight. And also, Dave's baby, the hotline. Here we go. I was gonna I was about to ask you whether when you were gonna be promoting this, I didn't uh, want you to forget. No, no. So no, no. Ahead. We don't go forget ahead. because now Thomas go. makes me do a rundown. Go I send ahead. you guys the rundown. Me and Thomas have an actual production meeting on Saturday. We go through it. So we are doing the hotline. Don't Call the hotline and tell hey, us Tomas. Check the timestamp on this. Tell us about a time where you got in a fight 
or an almost fight at a Saints game. And next week on the show, we'll play the best voicemails of people getting into or almost getting into fights uh, at Saints games. So we're right. trying, Dave, we're trying to restart the hotline. I, okay, I, okay, great. There's the number. If you're not watching live, if you're listening the next day while you're driving to work, there's the number, 210-595-0818. That is 210-595-0818. Nobody is going to answer. Don't worry about it. It's going to go straight to voicemail. You That's leave right. whatever silly message you want. You leave whatever silly right. message you want. Tell us a great story. Nobody's, and nobody's if you really calls, make us laugh, this is anonymous. This is, if you really, if you really tell a great story space, and, it's, space, and it's really great, maybe we'll send you uh, a prize. If you make us really laugh, so Thomas, you got you guys know how how high they fill the dome foam. You know when you b- buy the beer and it's like up to the tippy top. You yeah, know when yeah, you get the if you're lucky. If yeah, if you're lucky, yeah. I'll never forget. There was a time where the Saints were playing a regular season game, and I was at the game, and my I took my cousin, my cousin. You've met my cousin Chris, um, and so we're at the game, and third quarter, the Saints make a great play, and I just like grab my cousin's arm, you know, and I'm like shaking it. And like, he's got the full beer cup and I'm just not paying attention as I grab his arm and the beer goes everywhere, you know, shaking. And and like, there's these two ladies in front of us. I mean, they just get completely showered, (laughs) completely showered. And it was one of those things where they were completely done up, you know, the hair, the makeup, whatever. And, uh, they were just so furious. And I thought, I thought they were going to punch me in the face. Was this the game? Was this the game where you were also drinking like champagne, like fancy champagne? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. You champagne. We, we, we were we were a little. Uh, we they were already annoyed with us because we were rowdy and we were obnoxious, and then like uh-huh. that that happened, and I was just like, it was one of those things where I apologized, but like there was no salvaging that. You know, it's like you- it happened. I got beer all over you. Like I'm a terrible person. Like there's no recovery from. Do you that. when you get when you get sloppy drunk at Saints games, Andrew? Do you start speaking French at people because you're so bougie? <laughs> uh no. Yes. No. No, that doesn't happen. <laughs> all right, we got questions. Thomas, fire up the uh, fire up the questions music. No, by the way, somebody on YouTube said my dancing. Is getting lazy. Finger guns. All right, Thomas. Uh, hit me up with the uh, the first question. Okay, uh, first question uh, comes from uh, CCB Nola. In 20 years, what as seen on TV product will Drew Brees be selling on late night TV? Compression <laughs> sleeves. No, well, we're already there now. We don't have to wait 20 years for that. <laughs> he'll be he'll be selling some sort of bot. He'll be selling no, you know what he'll be selling? He'll be selling some sort of bionic arm contraption and he'll be like I wish in 2020 I had had the bionic arm contraption. Then I would have a second Super Bowl ring. Now you can buy the bionic arm for only eight payments of 45.95, and you too could maybe win a second Super Bowl. It'll be like a bionic arm or something. Going to be selling the clapper, clap on, clap off, the lights. Oh. That's still going to be a thing in 20 years. I like the clap. How do you how do you how do you improve on that technology? You can't. 
Um, you can't. I so, feel like Breeze is going to be selling some like he, he Breeze will one hundred percent be like Frank Thomas, or Shaq is doing this now where he sells some like na- testosterone. natural testosterone thing. We're like, <laughs> yeah. you Frank turn Thomas back the clock yeah, ten years. <laughs> yeah, we're like, I've got my hey, energy. I'm Drew Breeze and I got old and my joints got diseased and i didn't feel very good and then i took this and i turned the clock back and i'm 10 years younger it's gonna be one of those things i'm not also i'm not only a spokesperson i'm also a client as long as it's not it's as long as it's not ordered by mail viagra it'll be fine what next oh next uh, second question comes also from our patrons uh, discord it's time from Preston, should the Saints trade for Julio Jones to play number two corner? <laughs> He's got plenty of experience chasing down ball carriers after fumbling. <laughs> That's what yeah. Jarris Bird said. I mean, the Saints in Atlanta are in the same cap situation, so no. But um, as long as who, like, where, where would we? Where, Here's a question, Dave. Where would Julio getting traded make Falcons fans the saddest? That's what you want. I mean, like to to where would where? Yeah, well, I mean, to going to the Saints. No, I, I wouldn't. You assume would would make them the saddest? No, New England, right? It would make them the saddest. No, no. You know, you know, what Pre- Pre- you know what Preston uh, joking that Julio should play number two corner for the Saints? You know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of the time where Kobe Fleener was like the only Saints player on the roster who had once intercepted Matt Ryan. Do you remember that? Because <laughs> he was on the Colts and Matt Ryan threw a Hail Mary and the Colts threw him in there on the Hail Mary and he intercepted a Matt Ryan pass. <laughs> so Kobe Fleener was literally the only dude on the roster that had picked off Matt oh, Ryan. Oh my god, <laughs> that is the worst joke I've ever heard. It's not even a joke. That's the beauty of it. It's yeah. All right. Thomas. True statement. I love that soundbite. What next? Uh, that's. Oh. Uh, next question comes from Ryan Talent. How many wins? Twenty two. How many wins, 2021 wins, do Saints need to give Jameis a long-term contract? And is there a level of failure that could get Sean Payton fired? Ooh. No chance No Payton gets fired. Yeah, could, maybe, I, I though, Peyton's, he could want to leave. He's got such a long leash. Maybe, but he's his leash is so long. Yeah. Uh, there's no way he gets fired after one poor season. He could go one in sixteen and get a sensation pregnant. Yeah, and, right. And he right, he would right. still be the head right. coach. Well, we, nobody would ever hear about the sensation getting pregnant. Right. Um, we would just know. Mm. It would just be us that know. <laughs> uh, but uh, and I for for wins in 2021 for Jameis, I say nine. If I say if he gets really. Nine yeah, yeah. You think he gets a long-term get, contract for yeah. nine wins? He gets no. nine wins. Everybody says, "Oh, I see, t- I see potential here. Next season, he'll get ten, eleven, and he'll continue on." Yes, I'm not absolutely. Sure I, I don't, I don't know. know. I think, no. I think for it to be a lock, it has to be twelve. Because I think anything under twelve, there is 12 a scenario a where you're to- like. They got lucky in one score games. Jameis struggled at the beginning, struggled at the end. Like, 
For him, 100% to get a long-term deal, Andrew, it's got to be at least 12. Because I can't see a scenario I'm, I'm where the Saints you. go 12, win 12 or more games, and Jameis isn't awesome. I mean, like how often does that happen yeah. where a team goes 12 and four, 12 and 5 or, or a team would go 13 and 4, and you'd be like, eh, their quarterback is – I don't know if I like him. Like I just – I can't see that happening. I, I think the offense with Troutman and – no clear number two receiver. They're going to need quarterback play to elevate them offensively if they're going to get to 12 wins. So I think, yeah, if they get 12 wins, then clearly I think Jameis gets an extension because that'll mean he had a great season. I would think if they get get nine wins, they'll be happy with Jameis. And I think (laughs) they would like to see uh, what Jameis can do. Are you Jameis one of one? Yeah, I am Jameis one of one. Watch out. What next? I'm a theologian. <laughs> next question comes from Philinoy. How much would you wager that Kyle Turley and Jeremy Shockey have refused the vaccine? <laughs> I don't know about don't... Turley. Shockey, yes. I don't know about Turley. I don't Turley think... is really pro smoking weed, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, I think Shockey. Yeah, Turley's, vac- Turley's vaccinated for sure. Turley's vaccinated. I think the. I think. Shockey- I think Shockey might. Shockey might be vaccinated, but he's definitely an anti-masker. <laughs> Shockey is definitely one of those. You can't tell me what to do. I'm ripping this mask off. And- I mean, Shockey was probably twenty miles off the coast of Miami every day on his boat for most of the pandemic. So yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, hey, Shockey one hundred percent got COVID, hundred percent. Hundred. There's no, there is no way Shockey did not have COVID. There's a there's Sh- a Shockey chance. might actually be like the he might be like patient zero. There's a chance. There's a chance it didn't come from China. It came from Shockey. He's, he's like he's like the monkey in outbreak. Yeah. <laughs> All, All right, this Tom. time we've been blaming Wuhan, and it was really it was Shockey. Shockey on a on a, on he a went, Jeremy Shockey went to Wuhan, gave it to that population, and then it That's spread right. like wildfire. That's right. He went. He went. He, he told the Chinese government how to make it. He <laughs> he he he, he, he did like a six day bender in Vegas, flew straight to Wuhan, and gave it to him. It's like uh, it's like the uh, in the, the streets. It's yeah. like the well, I don't want to get. I don't want to do a spoiler alert, but there's a. The Army of the Dead, by the way. Oh my God, that movie was two and a half hours that I'll never get back on Netflix. It was. It was what it good? next? It was bad. So okay, got, so Tom? last question come. Last question, Ralph comes from our special guests. Actually, I didn't tell you about him uh, during our production meeting. Uh, please welcome our last question from uh, the special guest, which is uh, Nick Underhill. Oh wow. Boy. No, Dick Underhill. Dick Underhill. What do you got for us? Okay, so uh, I was watching some 09 games, and I came across Bobby A. Bear celebrating from uh, uh, Will Smith straps his uh, sack on um, Mark Sanchez, which Rami A. that were covered. And I got a question. Which opponent would make you react the way Bobby A. Bear uh, reacted? Which mm. opponent? So I I think 
it would be more for me, it would be more like the moment. What moment in Saints history just gave me the juice where I just behaved in total buffoonery? What's that noise right there? Wait, Is wait, that... Angel, we have we have footage of it. Okay. He's got... Oh yeah. That's, that's the press is. box at the Superdome. Look at the meat. Look at Mark Jafisi, my old boss at WWL. He's the shame on his face is delightful. <laughs> That's beautiful. Look how be. Look at that. A full stadium. I mean, oh. y'all wonder. Y'all wonder what we do with the patrons' money. That's what we do. We have Thomas getting that clip of Bobby Abear going fucking bananas in the Saints press box. Well, so I have a legit answer to this because when I went to the Super Bowl, when the Saints were in the Super Bowl in Miami, and Tracy Porter, and I was sitting in the in the makeshift press box. It wasn't the official press box in the stadium because it's the Super Bowl, and obviously they have way more media than they have in Miami for a normal Miami Dolphins game, so they have to make part of the stadium, you know, like an annex as, as additional seating for... Uh, for the press, but so, you know, it's just kind of a similar thing to this, to be honest with you. When when Tracy Porter picked off that pass in the fourth quarter and the Saints and sealed the Saints Super Bowl, I just instinctively, you know, even though I knew I was in the press box and even though I know even though I knew what the decorum was supposed to be, I still instinctively stood up like, and this. raised my hands in the air and yelled um until somebody threw a pen at me. And kind of reminded me this. Oh, oh, yeah. Wait a minute. I'm not supposed to be doing this. So, I mean, the, to answer the original question, the play is Tracy Porter's interception in the Super Bowl. Um, and, and you did uh, it. But I can, I can, I can kind of relate to this. Uh, I didn't celebrate this much. I did not celebrate. Uh, I, I wasn't mean, giving the Jets uh, in a regular giving, season game. He is. I wasn't giving in. the old Italian, the, the old Italian ha hand salute there. Uh, <laughs> no, I wasn't doing that. <laughs> Check out the guy in the blue shirt. That's my old boss. Yeah. That's, that's Ralph's boss. That's, that's my Ralph's old boss. Old boss. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, the moments for me, so I would say, I mean, the, the obvious ones are like the Tracy Porter thing or the Steve Gleason block, but there were, there were two plays that I remember distinctly where the moment that they happened, like the very second that they happened, I knew that they would live in infamy forever. And the first is the Drew Brees spin move against the Falcons. Yeah. Where oh he God. then dives into the end zone. And he leaves two Falcons players in the dust. And as soon as that happened, I just knew, like, this is going to be a gift forever. Like, this is a gift from the gods. and Or a gift from the gods. And uh, the other one was GIF from the, gods. the GIF from the gods. And then the other one was the buttception from Lattimore. Just when, mm -hmm. when that whole thing happened. And the interception is literally laying on his right butt cheek. Uh, <laughs> but that was just that was just uh, a moment of <laughs> pure mine, hilarity that I'll that will never be topped. Mine is a is a strange one. When they played Washington in 2009, and the guy for Washington misses the field goal that would have put Washington up ten, and, and like and then the, the very goes next to the play. Died. He hits Meacham on the touchdown. I laughed so hard, I fell out my couch. Like, I was just like, the Saints 
are never losing a football game ever again my entire life. Like that just it made me cackle so much. I guess maybe it was the Meech around before like it just felt like the Saints who never get a break about anything got all these breaks against the Redskins and they're going to win and they're going to go to overtime and, win. and I just I fell off my my couch cackling and my wife is like what is your problem they're not even winning and i'm like but they are gonna win this is amazing so that's that's mine well that was the unknown who dad game go ahead say it yeah that was that was in dc uh now that was um very similar to that though but i would say the the meet around crawled so that the jinx giving day miracle could walk uh, I always, I'm always, I was always a fan of of the Saints Cowboys Thanksgiving. That's a great Jenkins one. runs down the dude uh, and gets the Roy ball Williams. back. Yeah, yeah, Roy Williams. Uh, that to me, uh, you know, I already gave my answer to this question, uh, but that to me, that was that was, a great that was about as surprising. To me, that was that was about as surprising as it gets. Uh, well, that one was so fulfilling my, because that was my uncle's living room. That was post Super Bowl season, so it was like the giant bird of like "fuck you, we're the champions, Dallas." We are ripping but that your was a great game. We had to we had to come national team. We had to come back in that game. We yeah. were down in that game. We, that yeah. was a big comeback. Yeah, that was a great game. That's an underrated Alan, game. I feel like Alan, we don't talk about that game enough. Alan just brought up the touchdown pass to Jimmy Graham in the 49ers game. We never talk about that. At, because, the, at the time, yes, that was yeah. – at the time, I do remember freaking the fuck out over him catching that. Same. Uh, there, and, were, and, there was obviously the subsequent everything that happened after that. Right, so we never, right. we never think about that play. But I remember – that's a great call, Alan, at the time. Jimmy Graham because, making that play. Well, uh, because prior to that, the Niners had scored to, to take the lead. And then yeah. it was like, so we had just lost the lead, and then all of a sudden Graham catches that pass, runs for another 50 yards or whatever, and we have the lead back. And it was like, I remember feeling so relieved after that. It's like, oh, my God, like, holy shit, okay, maybe we're not going to piss this game away. Or I, I remember, and then we I go remember, and piss it away. I remember that play distinctly because at the time, my life, told me that I had to rock our son to sleep because he's 11 now, but at the time he was six months old. Mm-hmm. And she, she was like, you know, I'm not dealing with him tonight. Like you're putting him to bed. And I'm like, but the Saints are playing a playoff game. So I'm literally holding my son in my arms and I'm trying to rock him to, to sleep. And then Jimmy Graham makes that play. And so I'm trying to like still rock him to sleep. And he's like kind of dozing off. And I'm like, yes, it's yes. like I'm just like muted, you know, like going crazy, and I'm still like holding him. So yeah, it was a long was time ago. Tr- I was drunk and barely coherent when Jimmy Graham caught that touchdown. Just yeah, drunk. <laughs> drunk. Jimmy Graham bending the goalpost was another one. Yeah. So so great. Uh, so thanks. Thanks for the. Uh, Thomas for the uh, the uh, the patron popping in, and that's why you should become a patron. You get in the Discord, you can interact with us, you can have fun. Uh, we talk Saints all the time, but you can interact on the live show. Uh, but Thomas also thank thank, thank, thank you, Dick Underhill, or... Dick Underhill. So yeah, yeah. Thomas also, what did we miss that I, as a host, did a poor job of all the assets that you spent all week creating that we've missed? Let's do a rapid fire round and talk about these assets that I didn't go over in the rundown. Yeah. I mean, we missed one, uh, one saints news. 
Saints rookie uh, offensive lineman Alex Hoffman has retired. Per source, he's, he's the doctor. He the he's the doctor. doctor. That's just an excuse. That's just an excuse. There you go, Thomas. That's your first pick. That's your UDFA. <laughs> There's your son. Yeah, yeah. And since Matt is with us, we had a locker room chat uh, during the week. And where did that uh, Nick Underhill meme came from? You can That's right. see we, on the screen. We thought, we, we think, we think Matt is Nick Underhill's burner. Or they're to the same person because they sound really, really alike. Just By the way, I will yeah. say last, last night I watched the first scene, the opening scene of The Godfather. Yeah. Whoa. Where the guy comes wow. and like asks to... <laughs> comes and asks to, for retribution <laughs> for uh, his daughter yeah yeah for his daughter. i gotta yeah. say i saw that bill simmons is on locker room and i saw an art news article about the amount of money that he got from locker room we got like point zero 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 one percent of the bill simmons he, how money. much did he get he got reportedly two million dollars from locker oh my room. god we'll take a hundred thousand so we got twenty dollars. We get yeah. we get a, a gift card to lose. Uh, what else you got, Garden. Thomas? Uh, that's we, all. That's we all. Get, we get free breadsticks at Olive Garden for yeah. going out locker room. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, before we get out of here, I just want to remind people that Thomas is working incredibly diligently and efficiently. On the Drew Brees bracket, we have graphics and jokes and videos. The the, the Drew Brees bracket is going to be amazing. And by the way... I love it. I love that. By the way, patrons, if you are a patron, you will get access to a special show where I'm going to edit all the segments of the bracket and you'll get access to that after. So, like, if you just want to listen to the uh, bracket portion of the show, you get first access to that. So that's another reason to become a patron. You get access to the bracket show uh, in its own special way. And I'm just – this bracket, I'm incredibly excited for this one. I don't know that it can top Jim Mora, but, Dave, in its own special way, I think this one has a chance to be really, really fun. Well, I mean, just the fact that this is the first one that we've had Thomas involved in, and we actually have, like, this thing that we could look at and, like, visualize, uh, that's going to be a big help for me, for sure. Definitely for Kevin, if and when he ever joins, because he'll need to catch up. We need... Uh, Was Kevin Kevin even here tonight? (laughs) No. We need... Maybe patrons can help us with these. We need to name the regions of the bracket. (laughs) You know, but I'm I'm looking at it now. Uh, I guess y'all seeded this. I have some, uh, I have some uh, some arguments against maybe the seedings, but that's okay. It's, the we'll, seeding we'll, committee we'll, we'll is huge. We'll work with it. Yeah, huge. that's all right. Yeah, that's all right. So uh, we'll work with it. So t- Thomas, fire hair up the plugs. music so we can hair, get out of hair here. Hair plugs is grossly grossly underrated. <laughs> grossly underseeded. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait. And we're going to end. This is the first bracket where we've figured out a way for patrons and listeners of the show to 
be interactive and part of the decision-making process. No, so that's even better. Too. Even better. So Andrew's got his trophy. Um, oh, my God. Thanks, thanks, everybody, for joining us in the YouTube live stream. If Shouldn't you that be don't, under your you should. It's pillow? amazing. Uh, thanks for Thomas for running be the show behind minutes. the scenes in Poland. He does it. He's done an amazing job. And actually, he's the one that makes the show run smoother because he has higher standards than the rest of us. So he makes me do production meetings. He makes me have homework. So Thomas is doing an amazing job. He's worth all the Polish sausage we pay him. So for Dave, for Andrew, for Kevin, who's MIA, for, for Thomas running the show back in Poland, congratulations, Andrew. You're a champion of 11-year-old bat boys basketball. I'm Ralph. Thanks for joining us. Until next week, remember, kids, don't shoot your dick off, and the bar is closed. That's a great ending. It's a great new ending. <laughs>